Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. I'm your host, Dave Schultz. I host Afternoons in Mobile, Alabama, Sports Radio 105.5 WNSP, covering the South Alabama Jaguars. And prior to that, hosting mornings on 103.7 The Game in Lafayette, Louisiana, covering the Louisiana Raging Cajuns. Today's episode of Locked On Sunbelt is brought to you by Underdog. Sign up on underdogfantasy.com with the promo code Locked On and get your first deposit doubled up to $100. On today's edition of Locked On Sunbelt, we will talk with Old Dominion offensive lineman Nick Saldaviri. He was recently uh, invited to the Senior Bowl. He recently accepted his invite to the Senior Bowl, and we'll talk to him about that. His career started as a two-star prospect out of high school, and now he's basically in the top 100 or 200. <laughs> basically, now he's in about the top you know, 100 to 200 players trying to get to the NFL. That's a long way, and I love those stories. So we'll talk with uh, Old Dominion offensive lineman Nick Salivari. But, of course, it's time to preview week 12 of uh, the Sun Belt. Uh, what we started? I think we started like week four is when we started. Uh, we start with a non-Sun Belt game. Cajuns taking on Florida State uh, just right down I-10, although that's about an eight-hour ride down I-10 from uh, Lafayette. Uh, they will take on who is all of a sudden a hot Florida State team. They were kind of up and down this year, slipping by LSU to begin the season, uh, blowing a ball game they should have won at, against North Carolina State. Uh, had to come from way behind to make it close against Clemson, but recently they have blown out Miami and blew out my Syracuse Orange in a ball game that wasn't very close at all. Louisiana has also had an up and down season. They lost a couple of close ball games in the Sun Belt to ULM. And South Alabama. And everyone thought the house or the sky was falling. And they went to Marshall and won that ball game. They did lose a, an ugly ball game to uh, Southern Miss. They fell well, well behind and caught up and actually had a chance to tie the ball game late, but did not. Uh, and now they are coming off a, a nice win over Georgia Southern. I presume they will lose this game. Let's see what the line is. Uh, the line is 24. You know what? I think I take the Cajuns. I think Florida State's going to win this football game, but I don't think it's going to be by 24. Syracuse, don't, don't take what they've done recently to the teams that they've beaten in Power 5 schools. Miami stinks, and all of a sudden my orange uh, stink. Uh, I can see a big, uh, a big uh, win, but I can see it kind of like, well, maybe at that 24-point at that mark. Like, you could see it. Because the Cajuns can score. That's the thing. All right? They can score. Ben Roldridge can throw it if they can protect him. And Michael Jefferson can catch it. Uh, so I'm going to take the Cajuns. Because I kind of see like a, a 38-17 ball game as what, I, I what I, I'm looking at. Uh, all right. So I think Florida State's going to win and win rather easily. I just don't think they're going to cover that 24. Could be a little bit of a homer pick. Freely admit that. But I thought it was a little bit high. All right, we go to Southern Miss and South Alabama. We talked about the Southern Miss team yesterday in yesterday's episode. Still just so up and down. Uh, we shall see. South Alabama, I wanted to check this one out before I started, and I did not. When was the last time South Alabama won four in a row? They've won three in a row twice. 
Uh, they won three in a row to begin the Kane Womack era. That was Southern Miss, Bowling, as it turns out, Southern Miss, Bowling Green, and Alcorn State. But then they finished the season two and seven after that. Uh, and so it's probably been a long while. I mean, I'm not sure if it's even going to be FBS 18, 17, 16. No. 15, hold on, 15, oh, no, 15, 15, they won four in a row. So that's the last time they won four in a row. Uh, they beat Idaho, App State, on the road, by the way, two teams on the road. How about that? They went all the way to Idaho, beat them 34 to 10, then turned around and came all the way back home, then went to App State and beat them 40, 47 to 21. Then they beat Georgia State at home, and they beat Troy at home. That may be the last time they won the battle for the belt, by the way. Uh, maybe not. Uh, but And they were riding high, and then it caved in on them again. They, they were now 5-2 and two with their losses to Georgia Southern and Mississippi State. But they lost at the Cajuns. They lost at Arkansas State. They beat Texas State. They lost at South Carolina and they lost uh, to Navy at home, 42 uh, to 40. And then they lost to Bowling Green in a bowl game. So they had a chance to have a spectacular season that year. Uh, and they just fell short after starting out the season five and two. But you got to go back to 2014, the last time South Alabama won four straight ball games, And they are looking to do that, as it turns out, for the second time this season. Uh, they won three in a row, Louisiana Tech. Cajuns in Monroe before losing to Troy, <coughs> and they haven't lost since. Arkansas State, Georgia Southern, and Texas State. They will finish up the season hosting ODU. I'm going to take South Alabama in this one. I still think it's going to be close. The line is still seven, seven and a half. I think the Jaguars will cover, but I also think, I don't think it's going to be, I think it's going to be like a 10-point game is what I think. I'm looking at 31-21. Could even be 27-17. Something along those lines. I'm not sure South Alabama will blow out Southern Miss. If Southern Miss starts turning the ball over, which they are known to do, then it could get ugly uh, quickly. All right, Georgia State and James Madison. Uh, neither one of these teams can go to a bowl game, so James Madison may take their frustration out on Georgia State. Georgia State, a really tough situation when they're coming off a huge win against ULM on the road. Then, or I'm sorry, they're coming off a huge win against Southern Miss on the road and then hosting ULM and they blew it. ULM goes in there, has to come from behind to beat them and Georgia State loses um, to ULM. They're four and six. They got to win their final two ball games to get to a bowl game. As I said, James Madison ineligible for a bowl uh, because they're moving up from FCS to FBS, which is a stupid rule. Uh, and James Madison six and three with their quarterback Todd Santeo back. Uh, their offense was rolling last week against uh, James Madison. I'm sorry, James Madison's offense was rolling against ODU, uh, and their defense was rolling for that fact of the matter too. Uh, in a 37 to Three victory. The line is JMU by nine. Seems a little high. I'm going to take JMU. I will take JMU minus nine at home against Georgia State. Uh, App State trying to salvage their season. Obviously not what they were hoping for. Uh, having the, uh, you know, 
thrilling loss, if you will, to North Carolina to start the season, scoring 40 points in the fourth quarter, but coming up short on a two-point conversion. Uh, and then they hail Mary to Troy, uh, but they lose on the road to Texas State. Uh, they've lost on the road to Coastal Carolina. They're 2-4 and four in the Sun Belt. Just a, not a great season for App State, but a win over ODU, and they are bowl eligible. They're 5-5, five and five, uh, and they will be going bowling. Uh, I don't want to say Old Dominion has mailed it in, mostly because Nick Salaviri is coming on the show, the offensive lineman, going to the Senior Bowl, but they've mailed it in. Uh, they've had 323 rushing yards against Coastal Carolina. Since that, it's since then, it's 248, and that's in four games. Uh, as uh, they said in Mad Men, not great, Bob. So I will take App State in this one, minus 16 at home. All right, we talked about this one earlier in the week too. Troy eight and two, five and one in the Sun Belt, four and six Monroe uh, heading into Troy. Uh, Monroe three and three in the Sun Belt. That's a lot of points. This point spread is fifteen. That's a lot of points. Troy's going to have to score some points, which they might be able to do because Monroe's defense isn't any good. But Troy seems to play to the level of the competition. Army's defense isn't very good, and they scored ten points against them. You know, they were down 17-0 to Louisiana. They squeaked past South Alabama 10-6. Had to come from behind to beat Texas State 17-14. Uh, I'm going to take Monroe in this game. I think Troy's going to win it. But boy, if Monroe scores 17 points in this football game, they could be in this ballgame and make Troy sweat it out. I just have a difficult time thinking that on the final home game of Carlton Marshall's career, the all-time NCAA leading tackler, Troy, is going to lose on senior day at home, which doesn't technically clinch the West, but it might as well because then they go to Arkansas State after that. So I think Troy's going to win. I think 15 is too much. I'm going to take Monroe on the road, which is not the best bet <laughs> ever made, uh, but I'm going to take Monroe um, for South Alabama's sake. Kind of rooting for Monroe, but I don't, I don't really have that idea. Again, if Monroe could score 17 points and make it a game, it'll be interesting. Troy's offense is just struggling. Uh, making plays when they have to, that's for sure. But not a juggernaut by any stretch of the imagination. All right, Arkansas State taking on Texas State. Both teams 3-7, and seven, both teams 1-5 and five in the Sun Belt. Butch Jones is trying to build something there, and he's had a good recruiting class, so I don't think he's going anywhere. But Jake Spavital kind of needs this football game. Jake Spavital's job is probably on the line in the next two weeks. Uh, it, things have just not gone well for Texas State. Uh, they do finish up the season at Louisiana, so that's going to be a tough uh, ball game as well. Uh, they sort of got off to a good start. Well, that's, well, they were 3-3. Three and three. They lost at Nevada, beat FIU. Uh, they lost to Baylor, beat Houston Christian, did lose to James Madison, but then come home and beat App State. And this game was not nearly as close as this score would indicate. 36-24, App State literally scored a touchdown with two seconds left to go. But then they had Troy, not beat, but leading Troy in the second half, lost 17-14. Uh, traded, I don't want to say Hail Marys, but deep throws within uh, the last two minutes of the game to Southern Miss. UL Monroe tried to hand them the football game, and they didn't take it. And then they got blown out by South Alabama. So that was a, a legit loss. Uh, but they've lost four in a row 
and they are playing Arkansas State. They do have these two ball games at home, Arkansas State uh, and the Cajuns. So maybe if they finish with five wins, Jake Spavitol will keep his job. I don't really care for people losing their job. That's not my thing. Uh, but uh, I would tend to think if if he finishes out the season with one win in the Sun Belt and three wins on the season, that that may be it. All right, Marshall and Georgia Southern. Uh, Marshall's already clinched the bowl berth. They are six and four, three and three in the Sun Belt. Georgia Southern five and five. Uh, they are two and four in the Sun Belt. All of a sudden, things have taken a, a, an odd turn for Georgia Southern. They started out three and one, including the win over Nebraska, and their other loss was to UAB, or their their first loss was to UAB. All right, so you're in a good shape. You're three and one. Then you lose at Coastal Carolina on a last second leaping touchdown. 34-30, no shame in that. And you lose to your rival, Georgia State, or it should be your rival, 41-33. Okay, but then you blow out James Madison, 45-38. You do a good job of taking down Old Dominion, 28-23. But then, I mean, you had a huge lead against the Jaguars, and you let them back into it. I mean, they, they scored, what was it? They scored 17 points on their first three possessions, and then they scored seven points on their last Nine possessions. I mean, they just totally let the Jaguars dominate in the end of the game as LaDainian Webb had uh, a great day uh, running it uh, for South Alabama. And then they they played Louisiana on a short week, and they just didn't respond. They were still licking their wounds. Uh, the Cajuns did the same thing that South Alabama did, and Georgia Southern just hasn't recovered. The thing is, Marshall's a really good defensive team. I think they're much better at stopping the pass than the rush. Let's see here. Or stopping the rush than the pass. Actually, they're pretty good at both. Marshall gives up less than 300 yards. 82 yards on the ground. 194 yards in the air. Marshall doesn't score a whole lot, but they don't give up a whole lot either. Marshall's actually favored on the road. That's always scary. I'm going to take Marshall... It is a four-and-a-half-point line, all right? And, of course, the other ball game that was scheduled for this week was Coastal Carolina and uh, Virginia, but due to the tragedy at Virginia, they have decided not to play uh, the game, which is obviously understandable. All right, let's take a timeout. We got Nick Saldaveri, offensive lineman from Old Dominion, joining us. He will be attending uh, the Senior Bowl, and always good when somebody out of the Sun Belt uh, is going to be looked to be drafted. So we will talk to him next. You're listening to Locked On Sun Belt, your team every day. This episode of Locked On Sun Belt is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to spice up the college football season. It's easy to get started and easy to play while you're watching college football all day long. You can go to underdogfantasy.com or find the Underdog Fantasy app in the App Store or Google Play Store. This week, I'm heading out to the West Coast. You got UCLA and USC playing each other. I'm going to take Dorian Thompson-Robinson, the UCLA quarterback, 46 and a half rushing yards. I'm going to take higher. And for USC, I'm going to take Jordan Addison, the wide receiver, 73 and a half yards receiving higher. Just pick between two and five players across any team and decide if they will finish higher or lower. One of the easiest fantasy games to play out there, and you can win cold, hard cash in a single game. Sign up with the promo code LOCKEDON, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. Deposit $100, get $100 free. 
Go to underdogfantasy.com or find the Underdog Fantasy app in the App Store or Google Play Store. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code Locked On to get in on the college football pick'em action today. Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. We're here with Old Dominion offensive lineman Nick Salivari uh, was invited and accepted his invitation to the Senior Bowl that we have here in Mobile. Uh, Nick, congratulations. What was it like getting the invite? Thank you. It was great, man. Um, it's obviously a huge opportunity for myself and for this university to like me personally to go perform on a higher level and against like great athletes and like represent this university in the highest manner. Were you aware of the senior bowl? Was that something you were trying to get into uh, at the beginning of the year? I mean, <clears throat> I'm obviously like aware of the senior bowl and I wouldn't say it's something like every day I was trying to get into, but I knew it was on the table because I'm eligible for it. And um, like I was going to attack every day the same way. And like it didn't really affect how I was training or how I was playing or anything, but it's obviously something that I knew about. So I love these stories. You were a two-star prospect, according to 24-7, out of high school. Now you're on the verge of going to the pros. Uh, somebody else formerly of the Sun Belt, Alfred Payton, uh, for the Cajuns, a basketball player, was a zero-star prospect. Uh, and they were recruiting somebody else, but they found him. He ended up being a lottery pick uh, when he got drafted. What's it like going from, you know, maybe an afterthought to now being on the verge of being a pro? I mean, it's awesome, obviously. It's always been the dream to play uh, in the NFL and just play football at the highest level. Um in terms of being like a lower level recruit and things of that nature, like that's nothing that, I mean, obviously it puts a little chip on your shoulder, but I was going to take every day the same and not like let that affect me or anything like that. Like I was going to train the same and I was going to play the same regardless. And I was going to um, like, just let what came to me come to me. Like I believe people who work hard are going to get what they deserve. Was there, was there a position switch? Was there a growth spurt? No, I mean, I think when I got to college, I trained differently than I did when I was in high school, obviously, and I obviously got older and things like that. But I think the training and just the environment of college football is something that I have thrived on and something that made me a much better player and a much better man as time has gone on. Did something click playing football-wise at ODU? Yeah, 100%. Just um, understanding the offensive line position is something that, it can come with time and come with experience. Um, the more reps you get at it, the more you understand how things move around you and, like, you understand the role that you have in an offense and things like that. Um, so I feel like, yeah, getting to college and playing more offensive line and, like, playing with a, a good group of guys and having good older guys ahead of me when I got here, it definitely put me in a position to learn and uh, just be a sponge and, like, become a better player as time went on. Let's take a time out. We'll come back with more of our conversation with Nick Saldaveri, offensive lineman from ODU. You're listening to Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day. Remember when winning felt easy? That's because when you were younger, you were at the peak of your testosterone production. What some have called the winner's hormone or the man hormone. Wouldn't it be nice to get that winner's edge again and that old swagger back in your step? You want more energy to counter the negative physical effects of aging? Nugenics Total T Testosterone Booster with Testafed will help you turn back the clock re-energize your workouts, get you better results at the gym, and help you look and feel like the man you really want to be. 
Nugenics Total Tea contains man-boosting key ingredients like Testafed. It has been validated in five clinical studies shown to boost free testosterone levels in men. Because Nugenics Total Tea boosts free testosterone that the aging process robs, you'll feel stronger, leaner, with more energy and drive, and more passion too. Your partner will notice a difference. Now get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea when you text COLLEGE to 231-231. Text now and get a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever, with key ingredients to help you get back into shape fast, absolutely free. Text COLLEGE to 231-231. Text COLLEGE to 231-231. Texting enrolls you into recurring automated text messages. Consent not required to purchase. Message and data rates may apply. Nick Salivari on Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. He's an uh, Old Dominion offensive lineman, and he's uh, been invited and accepted uh, his uh, invitation to play in the Senior Bowl. What did what were you told about the Senior Bowl when you when you got the invite, and what the week will be like outside of you know dealing with people like me? <laughs> <laughs> no, the uh, like in the invitation, it kind of gives you a rundown of the week, and it shows you the itinerary and everything like that. So, I mean. You're going to have your interviews. You're going to have your practices, and then it's going to lead up to the game and stuff like that. But basically, um, Jim Nagy basically just said I could reach out to him if I have any questions about anything, if I want to know anything about for me or my family, um, just to, like, be prepared for it in the best way. But other than that, it's, like, kind of just taking it day by day right now, finishing up the season, and then get to training after after the season's over. And um, – and like take that as it comes uh, is is the family planning to attend i believe so yeah yeah i mean i hope so yeah <laughs> that'll it'll be fun and it, it's it's very odd right all-star games are usually a celebration uh, of what you've accomplished in the season and certainly this is that that's part of it but it's also a job interview and i don't want to say the game is anticlimactic but it's it really is the week is all about the one-on-ones and the practices it's a little bit of a different deal uh, how do you think, you know, what, what were you told about that? And it's it's just a little bit different than, you know, you work all week to get ready to play in the game, but obviously you're practicing hard. This is really all about the practices and then you play a game. The the game is like the bonus at the end. Yeah, no, I, I understand that. And having a good understanding of that situation will definitely help going into it all. Um, it definitely is different than a game week here in the season. Like, like you said, we practice our game plan and, uh, we do everything during the week just to make it a Saturday. But now this is going to be like, I feel like it's going to be like every day is kind of a game. You know what I'm saying? Like every day you have to attack it as if it's, it's a game. Like practices are where all the eyes are going to be at. Like eyes are going to be on you at the game as well, but practice is where you're going to like go against more people in different situations. Like you say, one-on-ones and then team periods. And you're going to ha- have like, individual drills and things like that so you're just gonna have to take it one day at a time and like don't look ahead at anything and just take everything one day at a time and you'll want to know all right uh, we're, again we're talking with nick Saldaveri, offensive lineman from old dominion it's kind of been an up and down season for the monarchs started out with a win uh, over virginia tech and uh, a tough loss against uh, virginia but tell me about that coastal carolina game you guys just rolled right over that there was like some 323 yards of rushing what's it like when you know every every play every rushing every rushing attempt was a first down in that ball game that was insane I was watching that game 
Yeah, I mean, it's as you can imagine, it's obviously a great feeling as an offensive lineman when you can run the field like that. Um, like those are like dream games for offensive right. linemen because running the ball is obviously fun, and being able to do it at that level is just it's definitely great. And it's great to see someone like Blake Watson, who's our running back, like right. seeing him being like being able to shine at that level and like have a career rushing day. Like that's always a great feeling. And then, and yet uh, the last few games have, haven't gone your way. You got two more games. You're going to fact finish up the season uh, right after Thanksgiving uh, here in Mobile, taking on South Alabama. How do you stay motivated when maybe, you know, the team isn't, isn't playing as well as, as they had hoped. I mean, I see it as like, I have an opportunity to play football today and on, on tomorrow and Saturday, like just having the opportunity to play this game, like you can't take that for granted because that gets taken away from people all the time. And if you take it for granted, you're going to regret it whenever your time's up. So you just got to take everything as an opportunity and like having, being blessed and having the opportunity to play this game is, it should motivate you in itself. All right. So this will probably air sometime beforehand. So I'm going to ask you what is, um, and we're locked on Sunbelt with Nick Seldaveri from Old Dominion. What is Thanksgiving like at the Seldaveri household? At the Seldaveri household, it's definitely great. It's not a huge group, but, like, my mom makes a great meal and, uh, like, w- wake up, watch the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, hang out, be around family. And uh, Is it a traditional really about, turkey really dinner or yeah. is there some yeah. Italian stuff no. mixed in? No, no, it's not. No. It's, it's not a. It's not Italian for Thanksgiving. Okay. Um, it's definitely a traditional like Thanksgiving turkey meal and all that. Uh, but I mean, I have. I actually haven't been home for Thanksgiving in a couple of years. Right. I, yeah. So, um, I go with one of my teammates on on Thanksgiving, and they've been very. They've welcomed me with open arms every year, so it's been great. Yeah, how does how does ODU handle that? So teams, you know, kind of do that together, and obviously, you know, you guys have a gate. You know, there's you know, have a game to get ready for. How do you guys combine getting ready for the game? And yet, you know, the coach gives you a little bit of time off to be with family and friends. Yeah. So it's usually a normal game week. Uh, and then on Thursday, we'll have an earlier practice mm-hmm. and uh, like pretty early in the morning, probably like eight o'clock and then um, get that out of the way, get our meetings out of the way. And then people just kind of disperse and go where they need to go. Um, usually decently local. Um, and you go, you have your Thanksgiving meal, and then we have – we come back for Friday morning practice. And people usually either come back Thursday night or if they live super close, they'll come back Friday morning for practice, and then it's back on, like back to it, normal yeah. Friday practice, and then Saturday game. Right, and then obviously school is – you don't have to worry about school for those uh, couple of days. We're talking to Nick Saldaveri on the Locked On Sunbelt podcast, your team, uh, every day. ODU is in a little bit of a different uh, situation. It's actually kind of an urban city in Norfolk, but not too far from Norfolk is Virginia Beach. What's it like, you know, having the beach, you know, a few miles, a few minutes away from school? Yeah, it's definitely a great opportunity in the summer to get out and get off campus and go to the beach. Um, I've definitely made some great memories with my teammates out there um, because they have like festivals out there, like music festivals and things like that. So being able to go out there and, um, kind of just get away a little bit is definitely awesome. Uh, It's definitely a big perk of going to school here. Um, So, I mean, I definitely appreciate it. It would be weird if it wasn't, like, if it wasn't an option. Well, you would think that that would be part of the recruiting trips. Oh, by the way, here's the ocean. Yeah, 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 yeah. It definitely is. 
it, it is like it is with any other school that's near the beach. Um, if you're not using that in your recruiting, it's like you're kind of just wasting it. In high school, you also did track, uh, you know, the uh, actually you did the field part of the track and field. How did, how did that help you, if at all, uh, with football? I don't know if I'd say it uh, helped me, like, become a better football player. I will say that it definitely, um, since it's like an out of, not in the fall, it's an out of season sport. It gives me another opportunity in the off season to just be in the weight room and be around a team and um, like getting those opportunities in the weight room to just get better. Those definitely help me. Um, but throwing shot and throwing disc, I don't think that really like made me a better offensive line. Do you train any differently for that compared to the football? Uh, I mean, I didn't in high school because right. it was. I I imagine in college, if you're throwing shot and disc, that you train a little bit differently. Um, but in high school, it was just normal, normal training, really. All right, let's wrap it up here with Nick Salivari from Old Dominion. Uh, what would be your goals when you come down here uh, for the Senior Bowl? Obviously, to dominate, um, go down there and put on my uh, my best performance and like just dominate the whole week. Uh, I wouldn't expect anything anything less from myself like I hold hold myself to a high standard so that's what I want are you going to dominate Reese's Cups as well or are you going to wait wait for that <laughs> later on <laughs> yeah I'm definitely going to dominate those too <laughs> <laughs> Nick Salivari from uh, Old Dominion congratulations on the Senior Bowl invite and uh, we will see you uh, down here in Mobile for uh, the Senior Bowl thanks very much for your time yep thank you have a good one I want to thank Nick Salivari for hopping on Locked On Sunbelt. Congratulations to him for getting invited and accepting the invitation to play in uh, the Senior Bowl. Uh, he's going to be in Mobile a couple of times as ODU is finishing up the season against South Alabama, at least the regular season, uh, the Saturday after Thanksgiving. Thank you very much for uh, joining us on Locked On Sunbelt. I will be heading to Southern Miss to uh, to Hattiesburg to cover the uh, Southern Miss and South Alabama football game on Saturday. We're looking to go to Hattiesburg for the first time and go to The Rock. So never been there. It should be fun. All right, everybody have a great weekend. Thanks again for listening. I'm your host, Dave Schultz, and you've been listening to Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day.